Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎各位再度来到 Angie 英文。我是 Angela. We have a great episode for you today with my good friend Tim Chen, who is known around the Taiwanese community as the Godfather of homeschooling. 对啊，今天我们要再续前缘，邀请了在台湾自学圈里人称自学教父的 Tim Chen 陈一光到节目上，跟各位听众朋友们继续聊前两个星期来宾 Rafi 他分享的在家自学经验谈。My guest today is Taiwanese. He is a pioneer for helping shape the homeschooling industry here in Taiwan, along with the Ministry of Education and a handful of wonderful people. He is a part of the team that is making Experimental University. He is a lover of language, self-determined learning, bad jokes, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my good friend Tim. Good, whatever your time zone is. Hi, my name is Tim Chen, and、uh, it's a great privilege and honor to be here. Awesome! What is up, Tim? Yes, I'm liking that、uh, "Good Morning Vietnam" little reference right there. That's awesome. But yes, to whatever time zone you're in, wherever you are, thank you for joining us today on NG Ingwen. And Tim, you are. Kind of a legend around the education space, as you are known as the Godfather of homeschooling.、Uh, yes, my I think I, my reputation exceeds me, so I I、um, apologize for anybody who have no interest in Godfather or homeschooling. But yes, I've been known for that. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're also humble, the Godfather of being humble, and you have such a cool background. You're you're kind of in production. You did radio. You've done all kinds of media. Work and at some point you were just like education. Actually, is the most important aspect. Maybe when you first had your first child, but I would love if you could kind of take us through what are you doing right now in Taiwan at the moment. I'm I have, I'm wearing many hats, just like everybody else nowadays. And、uh, first and, and foremost,、uh, I'm a, a homeschool father, and、uh, that's different to homeschool godfather. And、uh, Homeschool father is somebody whose kids are homeschooled, and、uh, so I have a eleven year old daughter who's been homeschooled and、uh, for many many years, and also I have two grown up children, and、uh, one of them is already in the college, and but she was homeschooled throughout her life, and then also my son who is now eighteen years old, and then just finished military service. And he has all been homeschooled. So that's my first job is to be a homeschool dad. And what is a homeschool dad?、Uh, homeschool dad is somebody who goes around and then pretend they are teachers, and、uh, which is pretty much every one of us in Taiwan since May. And then,、uh, but I've been doing that for you know since twenty twenty year two thousand basically. And the other thing I do is that I'm actually part of a, a non not for profit called、uh, uh, Crossroad Taiwan. We are here as a community. We will help to bridge、uh, Taiwan with the war and the war to Taiwan. So it's made up by. Whole bunch of very interesting people, and including Alice, who was on the this esteemed、uh, show previously. I love your sense of humor, and I just think it's so incredible how yeah you've been in education now as a teacher and a father since, like you said, two thousand. Yeah, and that was kind of your main role in that. And now, as your kids are all entering into college and maybe continuing their education, you were like, hey. Can we take this maybe to the university levels and 
like Alice Ho, who joined the show earlier, you guys are now doing a non-for-profit experimental university. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. It's called the XU. Um, it's X, um, well, X is for everything experimental, unknown, you know, anything you can, whatever comes to your mind when you see X's and don't, don't read, don't tell me. I don't want to know. I don't want to hear from my ex-girlfriend. Then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, so it's experimental university. Very exciting. Uh, it's focused on, just like you said, John said, it's uh, uh, independent, self-directed, uh, self-determined learning. So that's what pretty much homeschoolers are doing. And uh, I want to take it all the way to university. I want everybody who feel like they are uh, outfits, sorry, they are, they are misfitted to this uh, current education system in Taiwan, which is probably 90% of us. And then uh, high five. <laughs> And then I want to say that, hey, there is a place for you. It's called Experimental University. And then you can come and then you can really hack your own education. Think of it as a entrepreneurship, right? So you are you're an entrepreneur. You want to create something. You want to do something. Why not start it with your own education? Mm, I love that. Yeah, hacking your education and and reaching out to the misfits, as you said. That's yeah. right. And I was one of those. You know, traditional education was not for me. And I really struggled to find my place in that. And I just wish I had you in my life at that, at that early stage because, yeah, you know, you just had to, you had no other alternatives. You had right. to continue on if you wanted to enter the workforce. And yeah, so XU, Experimental University, now is focusing on getting accreditation for students for self determined learning. And allowing them to then, yeah, build their own curriculum, follow their own path. And I just, I think that's wonderful. Right. And while you can do all that and get accredited so that you can tell your moms that, hey, mom, I actually graduated from college. And by the way, can I have that car, please? <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love that. Awesome, Tim. Well, I, I love so much what you're doing with Crossroads, but I, I would love if we could focus a little bit on homeschooling today. Yeah. Because I think with the pandemic situation, a lot of parents, a lot of students are kind of in this crossroad, mm -hmm. hey, shout out, <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, they need to do a lot of at-home learning and right. parents are probably stressed out. So can you take us through maybe a little bit of your journey with okay. what brought you to homeschooling and deciding to homeschool your children? Right. Okay. So close our eyes. Let's imagine it's year 2000. <laughs> We're no, painting I, a picture I, for we'll us. Feature, yep, painting a picture for us. And so basically what happened was that around you know, year 2000 and uh, my family started to move back to Taiwan and uh, and were looking for uh, places for my oldest daughter. And at that time she was five and then she was looking for a place to go. But in Taiwan at that time, all the school, uh, even the kindergartens were saying that, hey, you either come to us full time or you don't come to us because there's very little flexibility in education in Taiwan. Everybody have this rigid idea of what you want to do and what you should do. But I'm a, my family is international, which means that uh, we came from different countries and nationalities. My wife is Polish, uh, but she grew up, uh, she spent her teens in the uh, United States. And then she came to Taiwan for uh, her uh, graduate study uh, for one of the exchange program. So, um, so we're very international. And before we got married, we thought about how we're going to raise our kids. And then we decided, hey, we want to raise them as a multilingual, multicultural. So when I came to Taiwan, I realized that if I don't do something, I mean, my kid will be 
assimilated into a Taiwanese, mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, and you know, yours truly, myself, is one of those. But uh, I want her to be more than that. I want her to be able to feel comfortable wherever she is and feel comfortable about, about herself, about her identity, about her cultural background. So we we started to research and then I'm a good researcher. I love to learn about new things. I love to do things that people never done before. And I particularly love things that people say it cannot be done. Mm -hmm. So so I look at it, I say, what can I do? You know, I don't want my kids to go to un to go to school in Taiwan. I want her to receive a different education. But there's a thing called compulsory education law, 强迫入学条例. So what do you do with that? And then behold, there's a, a opportunity. If you can write a proposal, then you can apply to government for exemption to teach your kid at home. And that's how we started. Wow. Yeah. And I love that because you and your wife and your family are international, as you say. And so that was the, the motivation. And look at you now. Yeah. Really kind of acting as now an ambassador for that. And the motivation was like people were telling me, no, I couldn't do it. And look at look at what you've created. But it makes me so curious to think about your own personal development and here on NGing when obviously we love to talk about the language side of things. And so your own English is wonderful. And did you learn that all in Taiwan as a young student? Absolutely not. And <laughs> there's no reason why I should homeschool my kid if the school can fix it. No, just kidding. Um, they, uh, I, like everybody else, I, I went through, uh, you know, Taiwanese schools until I was 15 and, uh, I sat in the exam like everyone else still doing that. Good Lord. And then, um, then I, I got into a I got into a high school, uh, a, a national high school, but for some bizarre reason, it was a hot summer day back in the eighties, and that's last century for those of you who are not aware of that. <laughs> and uh, and then I went swimming, I had a great time, I came back home, and then my dad asked me, "Have you gone register yet?" And I said, "Oh, I'm going to do it in the afternoon." And he said, "No, I think the school only registered kids in the morning." So we called them up and they said, oh, we're closing at noon. It's 11.50 now. So, and it's far, far, far away. Who can't make it? So we made it there and they said, sorry, we're closed. We are not taking registration. Even though you pass the exam, you're being admitted. But the time is 12 deadline. So bye-bye. So I, I went from, got admitted into high school to no place to go. And back then there was no homeschool, no nothing and everything. And so my dad said, well, okay, so, you know, you, you broke it, you, you, you fixed it. So I looked at a 15 year old boy trying to figure out what to do next. And then I remember a, a friend of mine studying in the UK. So I called him up and said, Hey, what's it like in the UK? And, oh, UK is England. And so, and then he, he said, um, it's great. I said, so what's so great about it? So there are no parents here. I said, what? You kidding me? So, so I bought a ticket and I just flew over there and said, Hey, I'm going to, to go to UK because I got no place to go in Taiwan. Wow. That's how it all started. That's how it started. Uh, I love the, your father was just like, you broke it. You fix it. Such a father moment right there. <laughs> that might be our, uh, our little word of the day, the phrase of the day right there. But yeah, wow. And then you thought, I can imagine you, Tim, at 15 years old being like, 
Okay, it's the, no. I'm not going to apply for another school. No, I'm、yeah. going to go to the UK. I, I'm not going to 补习班 for another year. You know where in hell I'm going to 补习班 And I think anything is much better than going to 补习班 You know, send me to Mars. You know, if Elon Musk was there back then, and then I would take the first rocket. Man, I just don't want to go to 补习班 I just want to get out、I、of here. I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah, and and I I don't blame you. <laughs> and <laughs> that's so great. At 15, you had that insight and determination, as you still have today. When do you think your English development really began to set in? When when do you feel you became fluent? Let's say in English. It's only after about four or five years、um, when I.、Um, and at that time, you're only like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah,、right? yeah, yeah. And and then you know, I I really become because it was very difficult for me to articulate and 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 to engage in 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 debates、uh, publicly. And but but later on, because out of the necessity, I have to do it.、Um, Uh, you remember back in the time、uh, in the early nineties、uh, or late eighties, early nineties,、uh, Taiwan was a very, very uh, unknown, uh,、mm. <clears throat> obscure. Is、uh, a is a is a far east island.、Uh, uh, Chiang Kai Shek was、uh, squatting on the island. You know that was the kind of thing the British people think about Taiwan. And so did they think it was Thailand? Thailand, you know, is that、like, oh yeah, I went there Thailand. You know, Sawadika, Sawadika. <laughs> yeah. So so I have to defend. I have to explain to people what I am, who I who I am, and and so I have to study hard. I have to try to. I start reading the Economist. And、uh, I, I I try to understand how try to、um, put myself in the mind of the English people and try to explain to them who I am and、uh, so that kind of motivate mo- motivate me a lot to try to do it well and and and, and subsequently it was the same thing went to graduate school again have to defend what's happening and then I have to read a lot and have to and I start writing. I started writing extensively、um, in in high school towards the end of high school because. I want to defend、uh, who I am. That is beautiful, actually. I think that's the, that's a quote right there. You you had to defend who you were, yeah. Because at that time, like you said, late '80s, early '90s, everyone's like Taiwan. I don't, you know, what is that? Yeah, and you're like, I, I you need to articulate、right. who you are. Wow, that's beautiful, actually. I, I love how you just said that, and that forced you, that kind of motivated you, maybe to to start to. Get your English really to a, a strong level and defend、right. who is Tim. 节目上半段一开始这边这样提到说，我们来宾自学爸爸陈一光，除了是一位在家里假装当老师的爸爸以外，也曾经在影音媒体发展过，而且跟前几个星期我们一位来宾 Alice 一样，是在非营利组织 Crossroad Taiwan 服务的成员。好，在成立实验大学实验教育这一块出了不少心力。那他们讲的这个实验大学 X University， 不知道各位还记不记得成立 B Education 的来宾 Alice？ 前阵子上我们节目的时候也有谈到这个部分。好，就是以独立自主学习为主的大学，让学生可以自己做主，往本身就有兴趣的学习方向去发展，而不是像一般在大学校园里觉得，嗯，人生很茫然，不知道何去何从。虽然说在大学校园里面，感觉好像，嗯。受了高等教育，但其实也是呈现一个很很茫然的状态。好，那讲到这部分的时候，他用了一个片语 “wear many hats” 来形容他人生，他在人生中扮演了好几个角色。字面上意思是戴好几顶帽子，感觉好像有点难做连结，对不对？戴帽子跟工作有什么关系？
。好，那这其实是因为以前我们上班的时候啊，你都要戴你工作特定的帽子，所以一个人如果有很多顶帽子要戴，那就表示他有不止一份工作。那现在有时候也会被延伸用来表示人生中扮演的各种不同的角色。我们听个例句 ：My mom wears many hats. She is a doctor, a music producer, and a writer. 我妈妈有各种不同的工作，她除了是医生以外，也是音乐制作人和作家。另外一个字是 misfit， 或是你可以说 misfitting。好，它有不适应环境、那种格格不入的意思。如果你说某人是一个 misfit， 那就是说他是一个不容易融入环境社群的人。那如果是讲 misfitting， 那就会变成是形容词的用法，要注意哦。再来，我们这位教父呢，分享说，他之所以会想要让小孩在家自学，除了是因为他太太是波兰人，在美国读书，也在台湾读过书，然后就是家里本身就比较多元一点嘛。但其实也是因为当初二十一年前搬回台湾，在帮女儿找幼稚园的时候，哎，一直找不到理想可以读半天的学校，所以才干脆想说，哎，跟政府申请那个免制、免强制入学，然后自己在家里帮小孩上课。如期来，不但上课时间的问题解决了，也可以让小孩在一个多元文化背景、多国语言的环境下成长，而不是只是去学校上课。这边有个字，我们来听一下 ，assimilate。好，它有融入或是同化的意思。哎，不是，不是光良唱那首歌，是同样的同，然后化学的化，同化。好像刚才他们说，女人若是送到学校去上课的话，就会。Assimilate 会融入吸收整个台湾的教育学习文化。当然啦，像他说的这样子也没有什么不好，只是呢，希望小孩可以更加的国际化。我们听个例句 ：It's not easy for immigrants to assimilate into a foreign culture. 对新移民来说，要融入外国文化不是一件容易的事。接着，他们谈到一段很有趣的故事。原来我们这位来宾呢，他的英文学习过程有一大段是在英国完成的。至于为什么要去英国，其实是因为当初考高中的时候，本来应该考完要去报道嘛。那结果因为夏天天气热，想说先去游个泳，下午再去学校报道。殊不知学校报道时间直到中午就结束了。原本有学校念的，瞬间变成要么重考，要么就没学校念。那爸又说：“哎，你自己闯的祸也要自己解决。”所以十五岁的他就跟在英国念书的朋友联络，买了张机票就搬去了英国念书。好啦，那这段内容我们就先在这边告一段落，赶快继续听下半段的分享。So thinking about your whole life with education and a lot of really self-learning through the UK, do you remember any times you you kind of made a, a a memorable story with English? Let's say right.、Um... There is one. I few few weeks after I, I arrived in the UK, fifteen, and、uh, my beloved Walkman. Oh my goodness! Walkman. We are, we are dating ourselves right there. Yes. For those of you who was it a tape know, Walkman or was it a CD? <laughs> it's a tape Walkman. It's a cassette Walkman, and、uh, it's got a recording function. It's very good. It's、oh, made by、cool. Iwa. For those of you who, who even know that, and anyway, for for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, a Walkman is an audio playing device. Imagine it's a it's like a, your iPod. Ah,、oh, you don't even use that anymore. It's、yeah. a smartphone which doesn't call. And <laughs> um, right. So Walkman broke. So I took it to repair, and、uh, I live in the village. So it's a, it's a long journey. I have to take a bus, take a train, and walk, and go to a big town in Bir- called Birmingham, and have it repaired. And then I came back, 
and and then a few day a few weeks later, I want to go and and pick it up. So so I went to the the store, and last time I went with my friend who has much who has been there longer who speak English, and it, uh, then this time I thought, I just need to go and pick up a workman. How difficult can it be? So I took the cash, and get on the bus and change the train, walk over to the store, give them the receipt, and want to pay for my workman. And the shop clerk look at it and say they can't find my workman. <sighs> then I said, "What to do?" They said, "Call this number." So he wrote a number and circle it and tell me to call. So I walk over to a payphone and then start putting the money in. And then the the reception pick it up, operator pick up. So I told them that, "Hello, I have a wrong number." And and she said, "No problem." Then she hung up. <laughs> and I said, "Wait, what? What is? What just happened?" I I just put I just put fifty pence and that's like it's supposed to last for ten minutes call, and so I went back and change more money and then go back to the payphone again, throw it in, do the, repeat the whole process again, because the shop assistant told me that this is the wrong number. You know、right. they they don't have that item, so the wrong number was the most important thing I wanted to tell the lady on the other end. Call it, put out the hole, finally get through, and she said hello, and I said hello. I have the wrong number," she said. "Oh no, problem, dear." <laughs> Hung up the phone again, <laughs> and I said, "What? What exactly just happened?" Uh, anyway, so I didn't try the third time. I just walked back to the train station, get on the train, get on the bus, went back to the school, and I talked to my friends. Exactly what happened? What's wrong with my number? That is a fantastic story. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so you had the wrong receipt number. Yeah, right. And the shop clerk was like, "Yeah, it's not this number. We yeah, don't know. Yeah, you have to call and get the、oh、number." Oh my gosh! And you, <laughs> and that's something we so common say. Oh, sorry, wrong number. Yeah, and you hang up. You hang up. <laughs> it's like ah.、Oh. So that、I、was did, so frustrating. That was so frustrating, and then the whole thing had to take me a day to process it because back then there was no internet. You cannot just look it up things. You have to actually get on the train, get in the bus, and then walk over and then come back again and talk to my friend and say. What's wrong with it? <laughs> oh my goodness! Did you ever find your walkman? Eventually, I did. Hey, eventually, I did. Yeah, it came back. It came back. Oh man, that's a great, great story. Thank you for sharing that one. No problem. Awesome, Tim. I know we could keep talking forever, but I want to wrap up today with what are some of your future goals here in Taiwan and around the world? I really want to、um, liberate、uh, every 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 person. It's not just a child, because. First of all, learning is a lifelong passion. It should be a lifelong passion. If it's not, then pick it up. <laughs> And、uh, so you have to love to learn. Okay, you you cannot stop learning itself. So learning, learning, learning. And I want to make it a lifelong passion for everybody. And to do that, it has to be a self-determined learner first. So otherwise, there's no one motivate. After you leave the school,、uh, no one is going to motivate or, or condition you to to do any learning. So number one, and 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 to do the experimental university, we really want to demonstrate、uh, to to everyone that it's possible to if you do it right, it's possible that anyone can be a passionate lifelong learner,、mm-hmm. and then even for higher education, because many people think that. Oh, you can't do in the higher education. Higher、yeah. education is way too sophisticated.、Uh, there are so many things that you cannot be done.、Uh, but hey, you know, give us a chance. We'll show you. Yeah, love that.
Awesome, Tim. Well, where can people find more about Crossroads and Experimental University? Sure. Where can they find more about you and maybe get in contact with you if okay. they have any yeah. questions? For Facebook, it's probably the easiest thing to do. Um, look for my fan page. It's a very long name. It's in, in Chinese. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Baba. Uh, yeah, right. So it's a very long name. Yeah, that's right. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> Polish yeah, yeah. mother, Taiwanese, Taiwanese father. father. That's what we are. That's our family. And then for Crossroad, you can type in Crossroad Taiwan. Uh, that's on Facebook or, you know, Taiwan Quanqiu Lianjie Fazan Xiehui. And uh, all XU-related uh, information will be can be found uh, on the Crossroad Facebook awesome. page. All right, yeah. Tim. Well, thank you again for making time for us, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you. 下半段这边一开始呢，我们提到这位自学教父，他大概在到了英国的四五年之后。英文才真正开始跟他打赏话，才开始变得比较流利一点。因为整个大环境都是以英文为主嘛，那为了生存，再怎么样都要强迫自己去开口说。像曾经为了把当年很红的那个随身听 Walkman 拿去送修而产生的一连串的问题，那为了要解决这些问题呢，就不得不想办法讲英文，把自己的随身听拿回来。或者是像，因为以前那个年代啊，台湾在国际上的知名度还不是很高，然后常常人家不是台湾跟 Thailand， 台湾泰国搞不清楚，就是以为台湾就是一个嗯，可能东方某个神秘小岛之类的。好，所以为了要挺台湾，为了要站出来跟人家好好说明自己的成长文化背景，当然呢，就怎么样也要努力学英文，好，大量的读啊，大量的写，想办法去磨练自己的英文能力。把自己的想法清楚的表达出来，让人家知道。这边几个字我们来听一下。第一个是 articulate， 好，它在这边是动词，意思是清楚的表达。像这句 ，I find it hard to articulate my feelings， 我很不会去表达自己的感受。好 ，to articulate， 或者它也可以用来表示清楚的咬字发音。但是如果今天把它当成形容词来用的话，哇，那这个这个字它的发音就有点不一样哦，变成会是 articulate， 好，就形容一个人很口齿伶俐，善于表达。好，一个是 articulate， 一个是 articulate。那另外两个是片语，大家也可以顺便学起来。刚他们提到这个 late eighties and early nineties， 好，不晓得各位有没有听懂是什么意思？这个 eighties 指的是1980年代。啊 ，eighties 就是一个八十一撇在一个 s， 那 nineties 就是一九九零年代，像刚刚他们说的 in the late eighties and early nineties， 好，意思就是八零年代后期跟九零年代初期这一段时间，所以以此类推，如果是一九六零年代的话，就可以说是 in the sixties。再来是一个很口语的说法 ，wrong number。好，字面上意思我们知道是错的号码，对不对？但他表达的呢，其实是在说打错电话了。像刚才他们分享的故事，不是讲到说，呃，之前要去领回送修的随身听，但是收据上的号码写错了，所以就找不到他的随身听，人家就叫他打电话去改，结果他一打过去。跟对方说 wrong number， 本来是想要表达他的收据号码错了，但是对方却以为是在说他打错号码、打错电话了，就给人家挂掉，这也是蛮碎的。<笑>
那最后这边来宾提到他，他希望我们每个人呢都可以更重视终身学习这件事情，希望大家可以把学习当成是人生中的一种兴趣、一种 passion 的一个热忱。好，所以他们成立了这间实验大学 X University， 目的呢就是想要透过独立自主的学习方式，来引导学生去慢慢的把学习变成自己生活中的一部分。好，那希望大家都有从这一次的内容学到一些东西。有兴趣的话呢，找个时间去他们网站了解了解在家自学的一些资讯吧。All right, bye everyone, bye, peace, peace out. All right, well that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search NG Ingwen. Or you can search on IG NG English I C R T, and don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from 6:30 to 7, and Wednesday night from 9 to 9:30. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye. 好啦，今天的节目就到这边告一段落啦。感谢各位的收听，别忘了订阅我们的 Spotify 还有 YouTube 频道哦。那喜欢我们节目的话，也要记得到 Instagram 到 IG 上追踪我们哦。如果各位有什么其他问题是想要问来宾的，也请欢迎在底下留言告诉我们，我们一定会想办法帮你问到手。好啦，那就下周在空中相会喽，拜拜。